0: Welcome to Planetary Health First, Mars Next. It is going to be an amazing journey today. Hope you're ready for liftoff. We are live now. Well, uh, I am Michael Mann, the host of Planetary Health First, Mars Next. Thank you for joining us. We are live today. And usually our shows are always going to be upbeat and... uh, you know, we do have really great topics. Today is a little different of a topic, but so important and it's relevant, time sensitive. So we really, really felt the need to get it out here, especially because it was a guest we already had batched in to talk. And there's no better person to talk that I know of a friend than on this subject and the topic. No your Jewish friends are not okay. And this is Gil Bash, my dearest good friend. And Gil, can you give us a little bit of your background of why um, you would be one of my best friends to talk about this this situation that's going on?
1: Well, Michael, first of all, thank you so much for reaching out and having me on the program. You're uh, really uh, a superb host. And um, you, you bring the best out in your guests, and so I think the program is is very successful in large part due to you. So thank you. And you know I'm I'm re- truly honored to be among that cadre of of close friends of Michael Mann. It's an honor. Just to plug about you for a second before we dive into a weighty topic, you know I think that those of you who are very involved in the health field should know that Michael has really been a champion and looking at the fragmented health ecosystem and how he can piece it together. He's an expert in the field. So in a, in a way, there's no better person to, to moderate a program like this than, <coughs> excuse me, than Michael. A bit about my background, it's very eclectic. First of all, I'm honored to be the um, chair of Global Health and Purpose at fin Partners, um, an organization that was created on purpose, for purpose and for a social impact. So you know, I think that that speaks volumes about Finn and the community, uh, a community that actually dedicates its uh, tremendous amount of its energy to make a difference. And so that community um, gives me really the opportunity to express how I feel on important, um, evolving political issues. Like as Michael has reached out the pressing topic of what's happening right now in Israel and the Middle East, I don't need to recount. Uh, what's going on right now almost everybody who will be listening to this program has known of the horrific events of the past few days Um, the, the tragedies continue to unfold uh, about 1,400 Israeli citizens murdered shot burnt um, I won't go into the graphic details it's men babies um, and and of course uh, women uh, some tourists um, about 260 people killed who were attending the um what's called the the nova uh, music festival for peace in the desert um the the Hamas terrorists came upon them and and shot and killed them randomly it's it's just mind-boggling what has occurred over the last few days and my own background actually is the complexity of all this i'm um I'm born in the States, but I'm an American Israeli. I served um, for about six or seven years, I forget, in the uh, Israeli Defense Forces as a paratrooper and combat medic. I'm ordained as a Orthodox traditional rabbi. Um, And I obviously, and I own a home in Israel, an apartment in Israel, in central Israel, right outside of Tel Aviv. So this is a very emotionally wrenching topic for me. Uh, and when people say to me, uh, how are you doing or how are you feeling? I, um, I sometimes don't really know how to answer the question, Michael. It's it's so complex for members of the Jewish community around okay. the world and for many different reasons. Um, and I can touch on that because I think um, the 15 million Jews around the world are going through a, um, I would say, a communal experience of PTSD, Mm-hmm. um but i don't want to leave our listeners on a a moment of despair mm-hmm. i would say from the millennia of suffering we have faced for all different reasons and by all different evil hands we are um, a community of hope mm-hmm. and even israel's national anthem hatikva is is translates into the hope so <clears throat> that's a that's a unique um, that's a unique spark within the community that I think at this particular moment is is keeping us going a step at a time. We're a hopeful people. We're not a hateful people. And I think it's important to really talk about the differences between the or the mindsets of hope and hate, hate right now um, for people. And you know I would just say, on one hand, you'll see Israeli soldiers who've been called up to defend the southern border and and prepare to protect the northern border, you'll see them gathering, and then all of a sudden someone will break out into song. They'll bring out a guitar, they'll start singing, they'll even start dancing, really on the heels of such great national despair or Mm. communities. They're they're singing and they're dancing, and you say to yourself, how can they possibly sing and dance communally? hopefully at this time, and it's exactly because of that. It's exactly because they, they're they hopeful that mm-hmm. their efforts, their actions will lead to peace, and not just peace for the people of Israel, believe it or not, potentially, potentially, as strange as this might sound, peace for the Palestinian people on the Gaza Strip who are really being held captive. I don't think the world really realizes that to the fullest extent. They're being held captive by an ISIS- like potentate, that calls all the shots and is using them horribly as human shields. They knew that their action would require a response. They knew that. You no, know, they're, they're not dumb. They're willing to sacrifice all their people in order to kill other people. Mm-hmm. That's, that's unconscionable. Mm-hmm. So let me stop here and just say, uh, we're going to explore a little bit about the mental health I know of the Jewish community and it's timely because just this week was world mental health, world mental health day. And here we're talking about really uh, the mental health of one of the world's um, oldest um, communities, the Jewish community. Let me stop and, and return let, let you have the mic back for a bit.
0: Yeah, no, um, I'm as only as good as the people on the other side and that's you talking. So, um, but I really thank you for kind of giving us a backdrop and I really thank you in the in the green room if there is such a green room on these little uh, stream yard networks or whatever we use. But to say yes to this topic, I know it's really um, I don't even begin to know other than me just being a human, just really being um, very upset with what I'm seeing and and what I felt why I wanted to see if you were okay with sharing is just I still think there's so much uh, divisiveness and lack of clarity out there and the other medias that I'm seeing with different, and I don't want to get into all the details because I'm just the person that I want to allow you to hopefully bring some clarity, a better voice for others to understand. I think we need more understanding. We can't have peace unless we have understanding.
1: You know, Michael, to your point, um, after the tragedy of the Yom Kippur War, and a lot of people, this, this assault on the people of Israel occurred almost to the day of the outbreak of the Yom Kippur War. And um, it, it it's being cited by Israel as, no, Israel being surprised yet again by a horrible foe, as it was during the Yom Kippur War. Um, I, I do want to address that to give people some encouragement. The, the, the horrible error, military, you know snafu here, horrible, um, comes from a good place in a very strange way. Um, the, the government of Israel actually believed based on Hamas's actions, that maybe they were going to shift into nation building. You know the, the uh, Hamas uh, regime gets billions of dollars each year from countries like Qatar and Saudi Arabia and, and actually the United Nations. Um, refugee billions. And yet, where have those billions gone? They haven't gone to rebuild the water lines or the electrical plant or build new hospital systems or um or anything else for the public good. But, you know, they're on the Mediterranean coast, my friend, you would say, gee, why don't we have peace or have cold war and get Hilton and Marriott and all these chains to build casinos up and down the mediterranean coast then all our people would be employed in those casinos and people would be coming in um and uh, and spending good money here with us mm-hmm. none of that has occurred um since since essentially Hamas gained control of the gaza strip in 2007 none of it so the world doesn't really focus on historical events they they focus on what they want to focus on, and mm-hmm. and actually that's adding to our the Jewish community's pain. Um, when people um, from and I consider myself a lifelong progressive, but when people from the progressive community all of a sudden complain about Israel shutting off the electricity and water supply to Gaza, and they don't mention that it's a bargaining chip: give us back our hostages and we'll turn it on. You could. Have it on tomorrow, today, whatever mm-hmm. you want. Just give us back our people. Mm-hmm. They they cite the lack of water electricity. Um, but they but they they're absent. I, I will mention, I won't mention actually one leading progressive who's been tweeting out consistently her point of view from the New York metro area. She's been tweeting out her point of view. And it's painful, it's just mm-hmm. painful for mm-hmm. those of us who are progressive. Americans, um, who, who seek peace, um, to see that one-sided point of view. The, no, nobody really wants to study in depth um, the history because it's complex. And mm-hmm. as people, we don't like complexity. We don't like complexity. But I, I want to reflect on what people in the Jewish community are going on. As you know, or um, Friday the 13th has been declared by the head of Hamas as a day of jihad. And, mm. and he has said, if you have an axe or a knife or a gun, um, uh, Jews are um, are open territory all around the world. Mm. How, how can the world just sit by? Mm. And, um, and in a way, so that's te- that's terrible. But shrug its shoulders. It's a world problem. And as we've seen with ISIS and the <laughs> Taliban, um, um, these people extremists um, don't stop with one community. Um, they really think of themselves as ruling the world world in a singular fashion. So I just say to all of our listeners, it, it's not we're we're horribly horribly distraught and bane by this emotionally, physically. Mm-hmm. But it's everybody's problem to stop injustice in the world of this level. I will say on my background, which is kind of a composite of Jewish history. I uh, was raised emotionally by my grandmother who um who was Dragged out to the forest with her family, one of eight children, parents, um, dragged out to the forest. Um, Her parents and pretty much all of her siblings were killed in front of her. She was Mm -hmm. left in the heap of bodies. Mm -hmm. They thought she was dead. Thank God for me. Obviously, I'm here today because of her stamina and courage. Uh, She crawled out, rescued two other smaller siblings who the family had hid, just like parents on the southern border of israel they hid their children under the house um there are cases of children um in the villages near the gaza strip in israel who the parents were killed protecting their children they locked their children in a safe room tried to fend off the terrorists and um in one case uh two 10-month-old infants were rescued 12 hours sorry six hours later by um, Israeli forces, but the parents were found dead. So my grandmother rescued her two little siblings who were much younger than she was, and relatives here in the United States heard of their plight and and brought them here. Um, she was a 17-year-old now with two little kids, um, and, and then soon afterward began a family of her own. Um, so I was raised by a woman who had a scar in the middle of her forehead, from what's called a pogrom. And that really, that scar became implanted on my body emotionally as well. And mm. uh, you, know, you live through that. Then because of the Holocaust, um, most of my family was destroyed, was m- murdered in Auschwitz in January, 1943. So I have the, the wave of the pogroms in my history, I have the wave of of entire segments of my family being annihilated murdered in in World War 2 and I also have a segment of my family who moved to Israel I'm a proud first cousin of Israel's first president Haim Weizmann who really sought peace if you mm-hmm. read anything about him he he really sought peace with our 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 Palestinian neighbors who are actually cousins genetic cousins um, and he also created, of course, the famous Weizmann Institute for for science. So maybe my my passion for health innovation mm-hmm. comes a little bit from my family line. Um, I was drawn to Israel and moved there um, as a young person. I served in um, the Israeli Defense Forces. I served in a paratrooper unit. I served in Lebanon. I did six tours in Lebanon, actually. Um, and I have also been quoted as someone who ran out as a combat medic under fire to rescue wounded Syrian soldiers who had been left behind by their comrades. And that's really part of the, 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 the genome of the Israeli defense forces. It's a concept called purity of arms, which means when someone's no longer a combatant, Uh, you have an obligation to protect and sustain them. And we certainly lived up to that obligation. I also had the privilege of, as a a combat medic with others, including our unit doctor, opening up an aid station for um, civilian children and and families in areas where we had been under fire only hours before. We immediately uh, provided sustenance, food, water, power, um, and medical care, to the civilian population. So I come from that background. Uh, my family and I we own an apartment in central Israel. Um, I, we go there often. We have friends and family there, and they're living through this horror right now. And we're also living through this horror differently, differently, because all Jews, whether they've been to Israel or not, have a sense of connection um, to the land of Israel. It you know it's, it's part of our religious history. It's part of our history. And so we all feel um, some sense of torment over mm-hmm. what's happening right now. So when you say to your Jewish friends, are you okay? In many cases, the answer is no, I, I'm I'm, not. Mm-hmm. We're feeling historic PTSD. We're mm-hmm. feeling um, forms of depression. We're feeling mm-hmm. um, forms of helplessness. No, no, no. What can we do? In my case, it's compounded because I was once a soldier. Obviously, a little too old now to do that. So, but I I remember being called up to defend the country by phone, or someone would knock on my door during the the pre-smartphone days, of course. And now, now I I kind of look at my phone and I just say I'm I'm not able I'm not able to do that. I am able to speak about the experience of how mm-hmm. different people feel. I am able to um provide support. I will be I will be going over to work with my colleagues. Finn has a very vibrant office. where are the leading supporter of both um health tech and climate tech in that market, representing mm-hmm. these there to the United States. So I will be there as soon as I can go um uh to to support them and, and our clients and our clients mm-hmm. to express my support and roll up my sleeves and do some work. I'm also going to be speaking at the M Health Israel conference as a keynote on uh, December fourth, so my commitment. The conference is going on as a sign of commitment. So mm-hmm. my, my plan is to be there. Um, how do people there feel? It, it ranges. It ranges. Some people mm-hmm. are are just, you know, vigorously. You know, anger doesn't describe it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, rage, rage. Mm-hmm. They feel rage. Some people feel despondent. When will this horror of attacks end? Mm-hmm. You know, And what can the government and army do to protect us? They feel, they feel vulnerable. They feel vulnerable. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Some people are, are very worried. Their children have been called up and are fighting Mm -hmm. every day. I see on my Facebook scroll. I mentioned to someone my Facebook scroll has become sort of the, the 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 revolving wall of the dead, Mm. babies pictures, families pictures, young men and women who serve in the Israeli Defense Forces. Um, killed some some heroically remained in these these villages um, you know maybe five or six soldiers saw hundreds of Hamas warriors um terrorists heading toward them um, and chose to stay and fight to the last bullet mm. um cases of people who are not soldiers who are in the emergency medical unit rushed into the villages to try to save as many people as they could and, and died died in the attempt. So there's a lot of horror. There's a lot of disbelief. There's a lot of rage. There's a lot of fear. There's a lot of hope. And mm-hmm. and certainly um, many Jews here uh, in our in our industry in the health industry other, throughout we feel um, those same feelings. Mm-hmm. So on any given day, I can feel ire, anger. I can feel um, I can feel frustration feel frustration. Um, I I feel mostly upset, believe it or not, um, by organizations that want to say something. But instead of just saying, like, directing it right now, toward the Jewish people and Israel, about this massacre, nobody, the Jewish Mm -hmm. community has not experienced the massacre of this level since the Holocaust. Mm -hmm. And instead of just focusing on that, they offer a half-hearted statement of support. Mm-hmm. You know, say, you know, this is bad. And uh, and also we feel bad about the you know, what the Palestinians are going through right now. Mm-hmm. It is bad, by the way. But yeah. I would highly recommend they divide that mm-hmm. because by trying to be politically correct, um, they just make us everybody pissed off. Right. Yeah. We feel devalued and, and dismissed. Um, and they feel like in many cases, why are we why are we lumped in with the Jews, um, mm-hmm. because of their sort of sense of you know, where they're coming from? I, I think those organizations would basically say, "We yearn for peace, peace among people." And what happened to the Jewish community of Israel, is is unacceptable. It's a little bit, Mike Michael, um, you're you're expert at this, and many are trained. Um, you do, uh, I do something to you to offend you. And and you say that really hurt my feelings, and I say, you know, Michael, I, I'm sorry I did that, but I did it because you did such and such and such and such. Mm-hmm. It's it's called that like a half a, a half-hearted apology or a mm-hmm. slap across the face, right, mm-hmm. like a slap across the face while you're apologizing. Mm-hmm. And I think that a lot of the Jewish community is getting very upset now at um, everybody wanting to say something, and um, and they're really not addressing the core issue. People what? were murdered. Well,
0: it, to me, I mean, forgive me for being wrong. I'm going to just put it out there, but it's terrorists. They're just, there's not a reference point of any bit of humanity of the operation of what has happened. And it's just evil. I hate to say it. I don't, you know, that's the, I, 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 I can't understand anymore. And I'm just here on the show so I can at least have you fill in my nonsense, but I'm glad I haven't posted anything or done any of these things where it's from someone like myself who doesn't understand the depth and breadth like you have because you are from everything you've shared, from your family, from the the Holocaust and, and all of what you shared with and everything from you. And um, so I'm just so feeling very grateful that it's a timely occurrence that you are going to be here before this even happened, so I could have your voice captured to to at least do something, you know.
1: You know, Michael, it, 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 uh, I I want to because of my own point of view. Not many people will not agree with me. It's a very personal point of view, mm-hmm. but um, it is impossible to say a people a people are bad. You no, know, any people or all the people are bad the the people who did this hamas um are isis-like terrorists mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. they're isis-like you know dash as some people say they're isis-like terrorists there's no doubt about that they um they i guess i should be graphics or this they burnt babies mm-hmm. they burnt babies they burnt um whole families alive they, they, and they and they posted the videos mm-hmm. gleefully on social media in many on, cases on the
0: family's posts right on the yes, on the family I mean
1: that's correct they yeah. took their smartphones they opened them up to their facebook and then live they posted video of them killing the family mm. and so their families are left with that as the final memory so it's it's a little bit like needing to watch a horrific car accident again and again um mm-hmm. it, it it creates a trauma. That doesn't go away. It doesn't go away. But I I don't want to, from my own point of view, Palestinians are not terrorists. Mm -hmm. They're people, right? Mm -hmm. They're people. Mm -hmm. And they're, um, in some cases, a tormented people. Tormented because if you've noticed on their leadership, and and this is obvious, no no Nelson Mandela has come forward for them to lead them forward. Mm -hmm. No Gandhi has come forward. No ben has come forward. No George Washington has come forward. The challenge is, is that billions are directed to their needs and never re- never reach them. That's one problem. And then instead of trying to create institutions and in a state, um, nothing happens. So the Palestinians are a people, again, I don't want to speak for all of them, but they're they're angry and enraged. They're angry and enraged. Because there's no movement for them.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: They're trapped and they're mm-hmm. not trapped in those countries. they're not trapped in their territory. Um, keep in mind, the people of Gaza were never trapped by Israel. The southern border is controlled by Egypt
0: mm-hmm.
1: right? It's, a to- it's an Arab country and not, mm-hmm. other Egyptians, not Arabs, but it's controlled by Egypt. The West Bank has shares a border with Jordan. Mm-hmm. So it's not like they can't get out of those places. And Israel doesn't monitor the Jordanian border with them. That's monitored by the Jordanians. And same with Egypt. So what's the issue here? I, I, I'm uncomfortable to say it, but I sometimes think that um, media simplifies a, a complex issue because mm-hmm. it's good for readership, right? Mm-hmm. It's, mm-hmm. it's good for readership. It's attractive. And and so what we're left with is a, um, a sense that who's responsible for the for the problem? Um, the people who are the victims you know, the Israelis right 1400 almost 1400 Israeli citizens mm. murdered mm. in their homes and they're blamed they're blamed by some political leaders of our country and other countries for having been the catalyst for this nightmare, this horror and that also contributes back to the mental health impact on the Jewish community. So as as I said earlier, when you say, how are you doing? No, I I say I'm a very strong person, I'm an action Mm -hmm. person. I would say I walk around in a haze and Mm -hmm. how I clear the haze is I'm hopeful, as is the national anthem of Israel, the hope, I'm hopeful. Mm -hmm. I believe peace is possible, just like Sadat after the Yom Kippur War Came to Jerusalem, flew to Jerusalem, flew to Israel, and asked to speak to the Knesset, and said he he wanted peace with Israel. He mm-hmm. wanted peace with conditions, but he wanted a true peace, and mm-hmm. that peace has endured, has endured for decades.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Who is going to be the Palestinian Sadat? Who is going to be the Palestinian Sadat? Their 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 situation will never change until a righteous, thoughtful, dynamic leader steps forward and takes the wheel um and and i can say you know knowing the sentiment sentiment in israel as i do when that day happens he will have he will have or she will have um a, a pretty much a standing ovation from the other side of the border the same border that hamas crossed and and murdered innocent people
0: mm-hmm. and and so with a thousand the exact number with your population my gosh that the the, it would the-, be the
1: equivalent of so it would be the equivalent of because it's a small country of about 9 million people mm. so if you wanted to per capita like the united states i i think it's the equivalent of israel if it happened here in the united states it would be the equivalent of 90,000 people being murdered so mm. that would be the equivalent of 10 world trade center catastrophes happening in the course of a a day and try to imagine the national anguish that would be in this nation we'll try to imagine the national anguish that occurred on Mm 9-11 now now multiply that almost everybody in that country um, knows someone a friend who's lost a relative a a relative has been lost Um, my wife received a call uh, earlier today, members of the community that we lived in for many years um, were calling us one of her neighbor's sons died, a 24-year-old mm. died in combat yesterday. Um, I, I will say I grew up in a family of grief, as I mentioned, because of what happened to us. Um, but, but my family also has incredibly loyal patriotic Americans. My father served in the war, was in the Korean War. His, his brother, who I'm named after, um, was a Marine and died in Korea. So the, the halo of, of despair should have really been constantly over our heads in our household. Mm-hmm. My grandmother lost her whole family. Then she lost all, all of her extended family in the Holocaust. And then one of her three sons gives his life for the United States in Korea. And I once used the word, I, I said, I hate something. And she looked at me. Of course, kids then didn't use the the uh, other four-letter words, right? <laughs> but she she looked at me, and she was never stern or 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 sappy with me. She's a very loving person. She said, "Don't ever use that word. That's a terrible word.
0: Mm.
1: Don't hate things." Mm. And so that speaks to the essence of the of the Jewish genome, um, despite all this despair. We're hopeful, and that's why Israeli soldiers, as they assemble for the task ahead, to really overcome and squash terrorists who really are a danger to the world. They're a danger to the world. Um, they they join in song, hopeful song,
0: mm-hmm.
1: because they they believe that their mission is is to defend the people in the country it's not called the israeli army it's called the israeli defense force its mm-hmm. sole mission is to defend the people mm-hmm. it's not an offensive force mm-hmm. um, and i think that gives us a sense of pride yeah. I, I i'm i'm worried about these young people i've been to war i know what's involved it is no it's not like a movie it's horrific. yeah, yeah. And i just have to hope that um that they're Mm. able to do that with as little loss of life as possible for um for all but to get the job done most and
0: and how many hostages are they right now uh is is there
1: maybe 140 hostages okay Um, wow we don't know um there's been videos of some as they were taken across into gaza um there's been some pictures of children being tormented by um, by their captors is a horrific video of an eight year old who's separated from his parents, and he's being you know sort of like tormented by um, by children, other children, mm-hmm. and an adult. And you know, and I'm I'm captivated by that video. His his face looks so angelic, and he must be so terrified Mm -hmm. Um, and that also impacts us all now again Mm -hmm. back to the mental health issue it's impossible it's impossible michael not to think about these uh challenges and these images and have them sort of implanted or burnt into our minds it will Mm -hmm. take decades if if ever to get those out of our heads Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. just the generation that lived on the shadow of the Holocaust constantly lived in the shadow of the Holocaust I think that this Jewish generation will live in the shadow of um, of this of this really horrible massacre hmm.
0: so are you as a rabbi are are you is your community um, it, it are they are you going uh, to the the temples are you? i mean in this time no, there's,
1: been a group. Of, there's been a number of special um gatherings what's so unique about this moment usually you know where um from a faith-based standpoint much like uh, christianity we have denominations
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, orthodox and conservative reform renewal um and, and and really what is touching at this time is Those denominations have evaporated and the communities have come together often as one um, to share their pain and and to commiserate and their hope and to mobilize for action. And obviously people are being directed to do different things. Um, Conversations like this I think are very important that people know that our voices will be heard. And I wanna thank you uh, for making time for this special conversation. It it means a tremendous amount to me, and I know to um, to large segments of your listeners will mm-hmm. be very grateful to you always. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, I thank you. I'm just, I just, I'm still trying to. I can't even grasp. I I really, I'm yet to process this. I mean, it's just, it's unfathomable, unconsciousable, and and just the level of just depravity and just just lack of. For, for humanity and i just i just i, I don't know that's i'm i'm going to leave it at that um and it just it just is it's anyway
1: i think you've said it all michael i think in your in your wrap up statement i think you nailed it uh, you know we, i don't think we'll be able to comprehend why such evil um exists why it's allowed to act and um and yet i think we have to remember we're, we're never uh, helpless. We're mm-hmm. filled with hope. We're filled mm-hmm. with hope. And that hope burns within us, and gives us the ability to to press on to not wallow in depression, to not wallow in despair, um, and to try to manage through our PTSD.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I love that you've really uh, several times throughout this conversation really shared about the community about the hope, the resiliency, then you've also put it onto a higher, uh, bigger topic with mental health in general. PTSD is a topic of discussion, which just about all vets, I hate to say it, you've said war, you know, from you as a paratrooper, as a medic, war is not pretty. There's nothing, you know, I, you know, whether it's anyone who's at war, the, this, this strain of just a killing of death of a life. Yes. So um, is there anything, as we're kind of wrapping it up, I would love for you to share something, uh, takeaway. Uh, this is for you today, and 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 your community, and and your your fellow Israelis, for your Jewish uh, friends, and 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 all your all your people.
1: Yeah. So uh, you know, I I want to give you a two part answer if I can. Mm-hmm. First, I want to speak about what the show is usually about, which is about health. That. Um, there are many people who are struggling with their own um, their own oppression. Being being diagnosed with a serious illness is is an ongoing struggle uh, against cells that have gone awry. Uh, and we, we have to engage. We have to converse. We we can never ever stop trying to invent and improve the system to to sustain save their lives. So uh, I, I do want to remind people of our core mission is to sustain and save lives. Uh, specific to this, we're, we're still in the thick of it. And I'm not talking about the politics or the military action. I'm talking about how we feel about it. Um, we're, we're really in the midst of um, of this swirl, and we're confused. Please understand, everyone who's listening, that from the moment of confusion will come clarity. And that from that clarity, we can never lose sight of what we're trying to seek as a people, um, peace. The world will never be complete and whole until we have peace. And even though there's evil in the world, um, let us let us not become evil mm-hmm. in the face of evil. Um, I understand response is essential, but for the purpose of, bring us to a better place. And so that's my prayer for all of us. And that's Mm -hmm. my hope that from this moment of great darkness will come light.
0: Well, thank you, Gil, for uh, just sharing uh, today on this timely, uh, you know, topic. And uh, I know you'll be leaving soon. um, uh, And uh, I I hope you uh, are able to see your daughter spend some time with her and I just thank you that you were able to just spend some time today on planetary health first Mars next and uh you know talk about what really is uh, of immediate need so
1: thank you my friend I'm looking forward to, to returning to the show at another time and and diving into bigger issues about health and uh, obviously planetary health take care everybody
0: friends It has been a great journey today on Planetary Health First, Mars Next. Follow us for more on Planetary Health First, Mars Next. Until next time, peace be with you.